Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Vix, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Vix ya. Doing a theme park with a toddler or baby is a whole new world indeed. As survivors of this experience, we share all the hacks, do's and don'ts to help you really feel like you're visiting the happiest place on earth. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, We're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. I see what you did there with the <laughs> intro. A whole new world. I know we survived. We should get shirts that say, I survived my first Disney trip. Guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I know. I feel like Karen has been taking notes and prepping for this episode. I literally for like a just year. opened up my notes on my phone. I'm like, do you And again, this is not sponsored by no, no. any of the parks. Before I did the trip, I got a lot of help from Karen, my friend Yaelene. It really takes a lot of guidance and hand-holding for you to get through that. Not get through it because you eventually, I guess, somehow figure it out, but so it could be a better, more, less stressful experience, you could say. And it could be more enjoyable for your child and for yourself and for the family. So... Yeah, I survived. I made it. I'll tell you what worked and what didn't work. And everything's so different. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I had gone before having a child. I was one of those people that I really didn't see the point of going to Disney for a while. Once I did, like, I drank around the world, food and wine a few times, <laughs> like, in my early 20s. I was like, eh, I'm okay. I could do this once I come back with a baby. It happened. It took a little longer than I thought it was going to. So we're going to talk a little bit about what works, what didn't work. But first, why don't we do our motherish moment of the week? I guess my motherish moment is that I have started returning to the office. I saw that. I love that. You made a reel about it. And I was like I so did. jealous because you have this magical office. It's a really nice office. So You know what I felt like? It's one of those, you know, like in the movies when you see like the cool girl works in this cool office space and you're like, who actually cool works? Mom. Yeah. Who actually works in these places? And what offices actually look like that? Mine. Yeah, Karen's. <laughs> but yeah, I went back to the office and I didn't have to go, but I'm also trying to like teach Victoria and help her understand that I'm not always home and just like create some separation there and after like two days of going to the office like this morning she was like mommy te vas a la oficina and I'm like no I'm gonna do motherish with Pamela and she goes oh okay yo te espero aquí I'm like all right so she's adapted well like she's you know did you feel more productive physically being there it was more productive in a different way because when I'm at home I'm really productive in many areas of my life at once so I'm working while I cook lunch I prep dinner there's a lot of stuff that I do but at the office like I can only work which obviously like, that's the goal <laughs> and it's really good but driving oh driving sucks I got stuck in Brickle traffic on the way home yesterday I was stuck in Brickle for an hour I was furious 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 but all in all it's fine it's great 
and I'm excited to be at the office. Is there like a take your friend to work day coming up? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I get really weird like messages about this. Like people are like, do you need an assistant? Somebody was like, invite me, I'll record everything. And I was like, it's not a theme park. But today we're going to talk about theme parks. Yeah. But the office is not a theme park. You should invite me anyway. No, you, um, yeah, of course, because you're a celebrity. Like, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> Just your friend. Okay, so my mother's moment of the week, it has to do with Ford, obviously, how fast is growing. So he just got a bunch of clothes. I only asked for clothes for his birthday because mm-hmm. he had a lot of toys. Even though one of my friends gave him this dinosaur truck. That was a cool toy. Right? It's like, like a I truck kinda want it for Victoria. in the shape of a dinosaur. And they brought like dinosaurs. 30 I- dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm going to post this video again because his reaction was so cute. It just shows you like, I know I say no toys, please. But he genuinely enjoys every toy he gets. That his face was so priceless. I was like, oh my God. How surprising, Pamela. What a surprising he was revelation. Like, oh, he, goes, oh, like toys. he goes, oh no. And then he like kind of closes his mouth. It and it's like really cute. so cute. Really cute. So I really enjoy that. But he literally, out of nowhere, like one morning he woke up and it was like those cartoons where they just like grow. <laughs> like overnight, he's like a big kid. So Nothing big. fits him. Like his little belly was popping what out. What size is he now? I Close. asked everyone. He just Four? turned two. No, three. So I'm buying him three T, which fits him perfectly. But it's, you know, I had all this two, 18 months to two plus two T clothes are just brand new. That's just kind of like, I don't want him to grow so fast and it's growing so fast. And just physically, he looks like a big boy. And it's, he does, he does. Everyone tells me when they turn two, that's it. Like it goes by so fast between two and three. Such a big difference. And I was remembering Victoria yeah. last year for her second birthday party. Like she was also, but Victoria, I feel like it's so mature because she really was enjoying like riding the horses and doing this. And, and I still feel like Ford is more babyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In that way. Then I see her now at three and I'm just thinking, my God, he's going to be like that soon. Yeah. And it's like, like a real person. I know. I love when you put my new three-nager. Like, yeah, three-nager. <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. Although oh, this week she's been a dream. This week she has been super like, what are we going to do now? Like, oh, we're going to make breakfast. Let me make you your coffee. I'm like, who are you? I, I love know, which, you. By the way, your breakfast posts have been like, oh, I'm starting to do it every day. anxiety. Oh, shit. No, I'm not going to do it every no, day. No, 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 no. In, in a good way. Like, I always think like, can I order this from somewhere? Can I figure <laughs> it out? Because you can't. Order, My breakfast please. is getting worse and worse every day. Like I'm literally today was the Paw Patrol Egos. But that's fine. I got a few responses like that, which makes me feel like maybe I shouldn't post it. But also like Karen is posting on a daily basis these like perfectly put together breakfast platters. It's the plate, you guys. The plate is the presentation. So I I need to get the plate. The purpose of the plate for me is it has a tiny circle in the middle and it always, that way I never forget to give her her vitamins because I'm the worst. I forget vitamins. I personally forget. By the way, reminding me because I actually bought them probiotics. Yeah. My friend Yelena actually mailed me a box of probiotics when Ford was sick a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was like throwing up and uh, just his stomach was acting up. And it's something that I should, it's a habit that I should maintain. Yeah. And when you posted that, it reminded me. So I just ordered a brand new box well, of the powder the probiotic. The plate helps me because it has a tiny circle in the middle. And so now every day, that tiny circle is for her vitamins and for her probiotic. But you need to check out her page. They're like, even the strawberries are shaped like in a star. No, guys. No, and no, then, no. I no, cut today, them in. No, today Today's you bread was a heart. Okay. But thank is- you. <laughs> what is it? A cookie cutter? Yeah, it's just a... Influenced by Karen, I order all at the same time an air fryer... 
a toaster and a blender for my kitchen. Yeah, I did not have any of those three things. So now I have those three things. When I saw the air fryer in your kitchen, I nearly fell back and like. How cute is it, though, right? A, yes, of course. It's the Drew Barrymore. So, so I was waiting cute, for the aesthetically so perfect air fryer. Of course, to Drew Barrymore would do it. Drew yes. Barrymore, if you ever want to oh, come yeah, on the podcast, so those are we love you. Our mother's <laughs> moments of the week. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawaii es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. All right, so Disney. I'm super excited about this episode. Disney or theme park. Like, we can keep this open. I feel like Disney is, well, now there's like, The Peppa Pig. Everyone, I want to oh go God, there. Everyone's raving about it. Yes, the Legoland. Well, there's Legoland. Legoland, and right by Legoland, there's the Peppa Pig theme park, which somebody did a whole article. Gons, actually, she is a writer for like Insider, and she did a whole article about taking her toddlers to the Peppa Pig theme park, and it was amazing because that park, the, the TLDR from her article, is that it is made for toddlers. So yes. I'm like. Next. I want to yeah. go there My before friend Fernanda, when I got there. back, was like, you need to go back and just do this because it's just so much easier, even for you, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For mommies out there, especially if, like when they're going like on their own or like, you know, yes. a smaller group, it's just easier because everything is like adapted for them. For little ones. For little ones. Mm -hmm. And they have more options. They'll enjoy yeah. more. And they said they did the whole park in like four hours. Yeah, it's like, short, wow. it's quick. It's not that packed. So mm -hmm. let's jump on that. Noted. I'm going to go there immediately. Okay, so let me start with for fourth, second birthday. I decided I didn't want to do a big birthday party. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep it small because I Just said... casual cake cutting. I said I was going cake. to do one big first birthday party, which was did, beautiful and big that. and I loved it. And then I was going to wait until he was old enough for him to ask me, hey, mom, I want a party. I want to buy my friends from school. So that means like maybe not next year either? No. So no party until he is old enough that he wants an actual party, which I hear is like four or five. Okay. Okay. So... Yes. Well, thanks for breaking the news. Now. I know. I'm sorry. That's the plan. But you know, every day, every year it could change. So yes. this year I was like, you know, yeah, let's just do Disney. When I decided to do Disney, the only thing that I knew was that my coworkers, they don't have kids and I didn't have kids back then. One weekend they were like, hey, we're going to drive up to Orlando. We're going to go to Disney just for fun. And then, you know, we'll come back the next day. Perfect. My friend Borja, my friend yeah, Marta. Yeah. When they got to Disney, they were like, oh, you don't have tickets? You don't have a reservation? Like, you can't go in. Well, that's like pandemic that, Disney. Yes. Yeah. So that's different. Like, I yeah, had no idea. So different. I just knew that I, I know there was some pre-planning that I had to do. But wait, I want to know what was your first Disney experience ever? When's the first time you went to Disney? Do you remember? Okay. What did it mean for you? So I went to Disney when I was, I want to say almost 11. So I was very aware. I was old. <laughs> so I lived in Peru. So for everyone who doesn't know my story. So I was born in Peru. I grew up in Peru. My mom came here before I did. And then three years later, we reunited in Miami. And Miami has been home ever since. And, you know, within the first six months that I was in Miami, she planned a Disney trip, which was extra magical for me. Because for me, it was like, yeah, I'm in the States, yeah. America, like American dream. a huge deal for people out yeah, there. So yeah, so you grew up 
knowing that it exists somewhere. Mm-hmm. I wasn't conscious aware or mature enough to know that it was that feasible for me. Like yeah. eventually, you know, yeah. like for yeah, me, yeah, it seems yeah. so far away. Like first of all, it was like so many obstacles to get to. Like eventually when I'm with my mom again, because my mom was in the States, I was with my grandma in Peru. One day I'm going to see my mom again. One day we're going to live together. One day when we live together, she says she's going to take me to Disney. So it was all part of like the emotional package of like what my life was going to be eventually but it kept getting farther and farther away because it was supposed to only be like a few months of separation but as everyone knows who's been through like immigration and the process and and a lot of people always ask me like people that are like crossing the border doing this but parents get so sometimes desperate to be reunited with their kids that at some point like we even consider like what do we do because we can't get these paperwork done and you know thank god it eventually went through but it took like three years Mm -hmm. to get through that whole process so for me it was like all those months and that experience was very symbolic of like okay I'm finally living like the American dream that I have been waiting for for so long Mm -hmm. you know so Disney had that extra meaning for me and you know it was my mother and my grandma was so with us she came with me um, and she stayed here with me for like six months before heading back to Peru so it was nice that I got to experience that with her. She passed already. And I think I only had like a few pictures from that trip. It's just, it's so sad. Like, did you go I don't to Magic many, Kingdom? Yeah, we did Magic Kingdom and we did Epcot. Okay. But I remember when my mom first went, she came back and she showed me all these pictures. She went without me when I was like five or six. She went with some friends. She promised like, one day I'm going to take you and you're going to love it and blah, blah, blah. So I always had like pictures of her in Disney. So I don't know. It was like a nice full circle when I actually got to go with her. And then, you know, I went growing up when I was in high school. I always talk about this random trip that my mom let me go to. I was like 15 or 16. And a group of us uh, planned a trip to Disney. And we had such a great time. I still don't know and I don't remember how we were able to rent a car, rent a hotel, get to Disney, come back and was allowed to like, you know, do all that. And then like in college, I think I went, but I had never lived it the way I lived it with your own child. It's a complete different experience, a whole new world, like we said. Um, And now post-pandemic, it's also completely different. So that was my Disney, I guess history. The first time that I went to Disney, I was six and my parents had to like, you know, save up for this. This was like a huge deal for us. We did all four parks, I think in like two days or something. The main thing I remember is that I ended up by the way, I think we sat through a timeshare presentation. Okay. So it was one of those things where you sit through a presentation and you get like two extra tickets to the park. Yes, 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 yes. I want to say I vaguely remember. I don't don't really know if it was like the first year or like the second time I went with my mom. Actually, then I went again when my sister was born. Okay. Those are the two vivid times that I remember visiting the park. Yeah. When I came to the States and then when my sister was born. The first time I went, it was just me and my parents. And we had, there's a few things I remember. Like, I think, I, I guess at Epcot, my dad bought my mom some like Italian chocolates or whatever. And like, my dad kept like trying to eat them at the hotel. And I was like trying to protect my mom. So I hid them under the hotel bed. And then I forgot and we left. And then... We never got the chocolates. And my mom was like so mad. And my dad was like, oh, why'd you do this? Whatever. And I'm like, because you were eating them. And it was super unfair. Like that first time was, I remember it being like really cool, but really exhausting. We lost the car at one point. Oh we were like walking. Couldn't you find the remember, car. Right? You like, remember. I parked in Donald yeah. Duck number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we went a few other times. But most of the times that we went with my parents, they didn't take me to Disney, but they took us to Universal. And I had like two really close friends that we would always do stuff together. And they took us to like Rapids Water Park. And then when we finished at the Rapids Water Park, they were like, do you guys want to go to Disney? Like, or do you want to go to Universal? And I was like, oh, 
yes and like they called up their parents and they're like is it cool if we just take them and we just went like my parents were very much like that like they were young parents also and i feel like young parents they don't complicate their lives that much like they're like let's just wing it whatever so they took us to universal that was when universal still had like the whole nickelodeon area did oh, you yeah. ever go the during that time thing. yeah the thing. And it was so cool like oh my god that for me was like the biggest memory of my life because I was obsessed with So when did you become a, you're like a Disney okay. fan. I've always liked Disney. Like I've loved Disney movies. I've always been into that stuff, but not to like a degree where I'm like, I'm a Disney fan. Because there's no. definitely like, now that I, I went to Disney with four and I was more observant, it's definitely like There's a, a, a culture. Cult. Yeah, it's there, a culture. <laughs> it's there's a culture. culture. <laughs> <laughs> there's a cult. There's a whole Disney fan culture. Of course, it's huge. It's very intense. But I was not ever like that in my regular pre-Victoria life. I always liked to go. And like, I remember a few years ago, Juan had a work trip that was like in Orlando. I want to say it was like at a Disney resort or something. And so I surprised him, <laughs> surprised him. I surprised him and I drove up there and I was like, hi, I'm in the lobby. Let's go to Disney. <laughs> and he was like, but we're grownups. Like his mentality was always like, there's pointless for grownups to go to Disney. Like, I don't get it, whatever. He went to like Disney in California when he was younger with his parents. Like he did a lot of Disney like in the 80s, you know, very, very long time ago. But yeah. Anyway, I was very surprised when I saw there was a lot of brides on bachelorette parties. Yes, yes. And Disney. a lot of newly married couples go there because the thing is I that- Like with their little Mickey ears and the veil. I think that because we live in Florida, we kind of just like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, Disney. by the way, we are based in Miami. So we yeah. live in Florida. We grew up in Miami. So for us, I guess Disney's eventually you're going to go. Because there's nothing like, else to do here. But like, if you live in a different state, like... Yeah, or for folks in the West Coast, I'm sure Disneyland is kind of like... Of course, right? of course. This is so long, you guys. <laughs> but like, never a huge deal. Now, the first time that I went with Victoria, contrary to popular belief, was completely unplanned. So we were coming back from a road trip. This was like kind of peak pandemic. So it was like... How old was Victoria? June or July of 2020. She was like a year and two months. A year and a half. Not okay. even a year and a half. Less than a year and a half. We had gone to a road trip in Georgia. We stayed at like a farmhouse. You know, it was your very pandemic type of trip. We're out in nature. We're far from people. Like on the drive up, I was like talking shit about like some people that went to Disney because it had just reopened. Because remember, Disney was shut down for a mm -hmm, few months mm -hmm. during the pandemic. So it just reopened. I was like, oh my God, if you believe these people, there's a pandemic and they're going to Disney, blah, blah, blah. I was talking so much crap. And on the way back, I saw one person's Instagram post that they had gone to Disney and there was no one in the photos. The background of the photos, like there, was, there was no <laughs> one around. And I was like, Juan, like at this point we were like, I think we were passing like St. Augustine or something. So for reference, that's like an hour and a half away from like Orlando. And so I was like, Juan, like it looks really dead. What if we like, um, and he's like, wow, Karen, you talk so much crap and now you want to go to Disney. I literally pulled out my laptop. I connected it to my hotspot on my phone in the car. And within 30 minutes, I had hotel reservation at the Polynesian, which is one of the Disney resorts, which is one of the more premier Disney resorts. And I got us tickets for Magic Kingdom. Imagine that like at that time, like any place that you would walk in, whether it was the resort or the park, you had to be wearing a mask. They were sanitizing everything everywhere. Like honestly... It was such a nice experience from the perspective of like 
empty. Like you are at the most magical place on earth mm-hmm. with no one there. We ended up extending our stay two more nights. We stayed four nights at the Polynesian and Juan definitely thought that that was like status quo. Like that's just how things are at Disney. And I was like, we don't get to stay here. Yeah, yeah. I was about um, to like break the news to everyone. I just came back and it is so packed and there's yeah, so many it's people not like that and anymore. like is overwhelming. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Biggs ya. I have a list of recommendations for Disney that I'm going to pull up right now. Let's first talk about lodging. Where did you stay? So I ended up staying at the Wilderness Fort Wilderness. Lodge. No, not Fort, just Wilderness. Just the lodge. Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. Okay. So For anyone that doesn't know anything about Disney at all, Walt Disney World has, I want to say there are like maybe seven or nine Disney resorts on property. Resorts on property are definitely expensive. They're in three different categories, which is like most expensive, kind of expensive, and less expensive. I wish someone would have given me a heads up of how expensive the whole trip was going to be. I really was so blinded and so clueless and so disconnected from reality. I didn't know that tickets fluctuate based on the day that you go, based on the week, based on the month, that there's extra fees for like extra features on the application, extra fees for some rides that you want to so, so there's all, a lot of, I'm saying like, it's definitely a sacrificial trip for a lot of families to make. It's a, yeah, which is why um, it's such a huge deal for some people right. when they so finally get So I think if, when you're ready to create those memories and, you know, just be, again, I wish I would have been more aware. I'm there are saying, ways, there are many ways to make it it's an, more it's affordable though. Trip. So yeah. for example, let's say a night at the cheapest Disney resort can run around like, let's say $200 a night, which for the same price or for $250, let us say, you can get an Airbnb townhouse that is 10 minutes away from the parks that has four bedrooms and four bathrooms. And I know this because I, when I do big family trips, we stay at the Airbnbs. If you stay at a resort, what are some of the benefits? The benefits are basically once you park there, you don't have to like move okay, your car. Look at my receipt for two nights, two rooms. Don't even say it because I'm obviously going in high season. That's not high season. Yeah. No, no, no. If you stay at a resort, that's a whole other uh, thing. Another thing that psychologically helped me, I think once I decided I'm going to make this trip and then I became aware of how pricey it could be, I was like, you know what? Sunk cost. Like whatever I spend on it, like it's done. I didn't want to torture myself the whole time. Like once like, it's, you spend the money, like just kind of like try to let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, strongly recommend Airbnbs near Disney. I'm talking about like 10 minutes at most. There are all these brand new townhouses that are four bedrooms, four bathrooms, two floors, really comfortable for large families, really comfortable if you're bringing extended family. So that is always a really good option if you don't want to stay on property. That also means that though you would have to pay for parking and depending on which park you're going to, there's not always parking at the park. So for example, the transfer, right? Epcot, yeah. So like Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom all have parking on property. So you park, you get out of your car, you walk. And some of them have trams. But if you park at Magic Kingdom, then you have to park at the parking and transportation center. And from there, you have the option to take a ferry or the little monorail to the Magic Kingdom entrance, which that process alone from your Airbnb, which is 10 minutes away, to entering Magic Kingdom could be about an hour. Wow. Um, yes, because it's a whole like. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things you did push me to do was to stay on resort. You were like, listen, it's your first time. 
you know, Ford is little. Mainly because you have a toddler. And yeah, like, like, it was very convenient that, you know, the day we arrived, we never saw the car again until we left yes. Orlando. Mm-hmm. So we parked and then we took the ferry. They had like a boat from a resort into the park. So comfortable. Then we transferred on the monorail to Epcot and then Epcot took a bus back to the mm-hmm. hotel. So it was yeah. very convenient in that way. We only did one day of park too. So it's not like we were right. traveling back and forth. But I'm sure even if I would do more days, it's, it's definitely more convenient. But the price is significantly more if you stay on property. So like right when they first opened the parks back up in 2020, they were a little more affordable, I would say, than now. And that's why I ended up staying at the Polynesian because I had never seen rates like that at the Polynesian. So I was like, oh my God, let's stay there. We've also stayed at the Grand Floridian Hotel. There's three hotels that are right next to Magic Kingdom. And all of those have like 10 minute ferry rides to the park, which are the Contemporary Resort, the Polynesian, and the Grand Floridian. These three hotels are considered to be like, I think they're called like deluxe or something, but they're like at the higher end of the more expensive parks. And nights there could go $600, $700 a night. If that's something you ever wanted to do and if you could do it, those are really amazing because you literally can see the fireworks from your hotel. If you have a park hopper pass or an annual pass member, like you can literally just go back and forth and like go take a nap at the hotel and come back or whatever. I strongly recommend like if you can afford and you want the experience of staying on site, you have three options of like price range. The cheaper hotels are conveniently next to the Skyliner. That's like a really cool experience too. That Skyliner goes directly to Hollywood Studios and to Epcot. You guys, I know a lot of shit. (laughs) I'm listening to myself and I'm like ready to go on a Disney report. But let's talk Magic Kingdom first because if you have little ones, main suggestion Uh, Another thing that's important and I think no one told me about was the lunch, dinner, and breakfast reservations. Yes, I have it on my notes. You can't just show up to a restaurant at the park and ask for a table. It doesn't exist. What was very helpful that I did a lot was the mobile app order. Yes, for you food. order food. Like if it's like chicken fingers and fries or whatever, they like, okay, we're prepping your, you know, your food. And like four minutes later, they give you a window with a number. You go up, you pick it up and you're done. And mm-hmm. it's already paid for. Yeah. That was very helpful. But if you want to sit down and have actual lunch, dinner, or breakfast anywhere, you have to pre-reserve through the app way in advance. And this is where my really convenient so, tips up. are going to come know that. through. Because my mom showed up to the trip like not asking, not knowing anything. And I'm like, why do I have to figure everything? You know, but... Welcome to my life. Disney dinner reservations. The window for Disney dining reservations open 60 days in advance. So day 60 before your trip, people... This is real. People are waiting for the 3 a.m. or like midnight window to go in and jump in and get their reservations. The most popular reservations that usually go on the first day are character dining yeah, reservations, I didn't get one for which second. are Chef Mickey's, mm-hmm. Topolinos. There's another one at Hollywood Studios, like whatever. So my suggestion for this is if you can't, for whatever reason, get a dinner reservation at the place that you want, there is a third-party website. It's not affiliated to Disney. Right. That's called Mouse Watcher. And Mouse Watcher, you basically set up an alert. The alert, I think, ranges from like seven to fourteen dollars, depending on how, which day, what restaurant, how many restaurants, whatever. But basically, you get a text in real time anytime anyone cancels their reservation at the restaurant that you want for the amount of people that you want in a specific time range that you want. And that is how I always get the reservations that I want. You just have to be quick with it. So like you got to have your Disney app on your phone. 
and you got to be, you know, pendiente to your like text messages because that message comes in and you better believe that there's like 40 other people at the same time going in to grab that reservation. The other thing I strongly recommend is if you are there and let's say it's 1030 at night, the night before, and you're like, I would really like to do a character breakfast in the morning, whatever. People cancel last minute all the time, all the time. So it's just a matter of going in and checking you know, if you're already there the night before, especially late night. By the time I got there, I was just like, okay, whatever it is. I did not have any strength to like change yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to get them. Like everything said, we're done. This is what we're doing. This is the plan. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. Yes. Another thing, I always recommend the park hopper. Did you do park hopper? Yeah, because you I went did, to Epcot. I did, I did Mag- Magic Kingdom in the morning and mm-hmm. I did Epcot at night. Did you go I home did, or did you go to the no, hotel? we went straight. We went straight for napped doing our one of our sit-down lunches that we had at Magic Kingdom, which was nice because he yeah. slept for like an hour and a Where half. Where did you eat? We ate at the Liberty Tavern. Oh, yeah, like the Thanksgiving type meal. Yeah, it's oh, good. It's it. like they do family style so and like good. whatever. I actually had a beer. Oh. I know, I was that mom. I drank Damn. a beer and um. What do you mean that mom? You're it was, the mom. Yeah, like, it was nice. It was nice. It was nice because he was like, you know, rested and we were able. And it's very fresh Lately, in there. You know what? I love it's, it. I've lost a lot of weight and I realized and people are like, oh, what are you doing? I realized that now, you know, Ford's always with me. I'm always focusing on feeding him, figuring out what he wants to eat, what he likes. Well, again, he was about to get sick. I didn't know it then. He was very picky during the trip mm-hmm. about what he was eating, which is like, I'm not used to it because he's such a good eater and yeah. he eats so much and so like has no issues and he eats on his own and it's fine. But I really struggle with, I didn't pack enough like of the things that he loves from home, like the snacks. yogurts and yeah. the snacks and the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, That's a big deal. Because I'm like, oh, well, I'll just figure something out at the park. No. No. Always First pack of all, a tangerine snacks. is like three times as much. Always pack <laughs> snacks. Yes. So that's one tip that I failed, that I didn't pack enough stuff from home that I knew he was going to mm-hmm. like. A lot of the times I could barely eat myself because I was focused on feeding him. Yeah. So that one time that he actually napped through the sit-down lunch was nice. And then we went straight later on after... I don't know, like a snack. Mm-hmm. We went to Epcot maybe like at 5, 30, 6 o'clock like yeah. for the sunset. And it was nice. Even even still at this, uh, Victoria being three, like I never focus on rides when we go there. We like, if at most I do like four rides, like I feel good about it because we always do park hopper. I mean, in our case, we have annual passes now, so it's different, but like- You have an ad, I don't think I knew this. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You're there, like you're in that category. I don't know if I'm going to renew it though, because I really, I don't like to go when it's hot. Like I'm super picky about it. Well, the weather was perfect in April when I went. It was sunny, but it was breezy. It wasn't humid. I mean, I was wearing leggings and I brought shorts to change. Mm -hmm. I do recommend mommy's pack. We all know this, but I think we forget change of clothes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I took a book bag and I took a few things and Ford, I switched him like three times Mm -hmm. his t-shirt because he kept like spilling like ice cream or food and some water from some rides. So I changed him a few more times, more than I thought I was going Mm -hmm. to. And actually his sneakers I changed too because I had like bought like one of his godmothers had given him these cute little Mickey Mouse uh, high tops. And then I feel like he was a little uncomfortable. So I switched them to like just really yeah. comfortable. Like they've got to wear comfortable. Everybody has to wear comfortable sneakers that they've worn in. And everybody should wear, you know, lightweight. Sunblock always also oh, really yes. important. So the sunblock, it's so hard to avoid the sun in Disney. Like Ford doesn't wear a cap. He refuses to wear a hat or yeah. a cap. I literally had him covered in white. A lot of my, in my video, if you see, what am I real? all covered in sunblock. He's all I saw. covered like in white sunblock because I was so nervous about the sun and he still got a little bit burned. Yeah. And even for us, the adults, I kept pouring on Re-apply. my legs and my, mm-hmm. you know, on my shoulders and my face and it just, you There's cannot There's a lot avoid. of sun. Yes. 
I think at Magic Kingdom, what's really cool is there's a little like patchy turf area by the castle, which I always also recommend as like a nice place to like, if you want to take a break and you just sit and let your kid run around, it has like a gate kind of all around. It's not super closed, but it's mostly closed. And that's a nice spot to like sit on the floor and put all your shit down and let your kid run around. Victoria always liked that spot too. I let him walk and run a lot. So I did... Did you use the leash? No. So I didn't get to order because I forgot. I was like overwhelmed. I had a few things before that and I forgot. But I did do a virtual tour, like a private tour, a company that's outside of Disney, not Disney. A third party. Yeah, Mm -hmm. third party, not affiliated, where they kind of much plan your day for you and you going through every single ride through the lightning lane. A friend of mine had recommended it. She's been using them for years. And it was amazing because we got to ride like, I don't know, I want to say like 10 rides. Yeah. We rode everything we wanted to ride at Magic Kingdom. We didn't do it at Epcot. We didn't really ride anything at Epcot. Mm-hmm. We literally just walked around. We ate. Yeah. We like, played around with Ford. It's important to note also, if you haven't been to Disney in a long time, like, and you're going to go with your little ones, the rides generally have like little dark moments, which can be nervous for the kids. So for example... The Little Mermaid ride, definitely you go through like a dark tunnel, like Ursula is kind of creepy. I told you about like, that. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of how dark Disney can be sometimes. Like, yeah. So of course, my baby's two and he wrote everything fine, but he was like holding on to me like mm-hmm. a little scared, I want to yeah. say, for yeah. most of them. But with the guy, we were able to ride a few different things. He loved Dumbo. He yeah. loved... The magic um, carpet one from Aladdin is also a huge hit because it's very similar to Dumbo. You're mm-hmm. going around, you're going up and down, whatever. Small World is always like also easy. He the, um, Victoria's obsessed with the merry-go-round with the horses or oh, whatever. He that one too. She loves that. But you know what I kept thinking though? I'm like, people wait an hour. When I, every time we get out of a ride, that was like, I don't know, how long could the rides be? Five minutes? Yeah. Seven minutes? I kept thinking, imagine waiting with a toddler an hour in this line for this. That's why I say, like, I don't really focus on rides it tells you like it indicates you like in the top line tells you if you have a lightning lane whatever it's five minutes if you have the regular pass yeah so you really have to use like things called called genie Genie plus Plus. Mm -hmm. it's a feature on the app where it helps you pre-plan some of these rides it gives you like a window where you could go in and you don't have to so it's a little tricky but the way it works is like you pay i think it's like extra 15 dollars per person for the day and you basically like say i want to go to space mountain right Space Mountain, popular ride, lots of people go on it, whatever. So you book the next available window and it'll say like, oh, your time is between 11 and 11.15 in the morning. The second that you go into the line and you scan your little magic band or your ticket or whatever, then that's when you're able to book the next ride. So you go in and the app, as soon as you walk into the line and you book the next window, which could be, you know, 12.30 to one o'clock or whatever. And that's how you can plan your days. There are some rides that are super popular, like the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, like or the new ride at Epcot of Ratatouille, where those you, there's like an additional fee to get into those rides. So it really depends on what you want to do. But my tip to anyone with toddlers that are that's going like, Don't focus so much on the rides. Focus more on like them running around, watching the parades, which are super fun. If they like fireworks, that's also a great thing to do. I personally really love the fireworks show at Epcot more than the Magic Kingdom one because... 
there's all these like projections and they literally play all like the Disney movie songs. That's cute. And then, you know, get them a $25 balloon, which is going to be hitting you in the face the whole time. Get them. So a- funny. I debated the balloon. I did not. Fall. Oh, first of all, this is one thing I do regret. I went in the park and I told my mom, and my sister, we're not buying the baby anything in Disney. Everything's going to be overpriced. He has a million toys. We don't need anything from here. Like, I think I even packed something for him from home, right? Mm-hmm. Like a car from cars. At the end of the night, we're already at Epcot. I was like, why didn't I buy him that little bus light year that I regret not buying an actual like toy from his first trip? Yo, it's fine. But I did not fall into the balloon I wanted to for the picture. And I was like, no, it was $15. Like the plain the balloon. Plain one. Yeah, the yeah. plain one. And I didn't fall. I'm like, this is, he doesn't need a balloon. Who's going to be holding the balloon? I, yeah, I was, Victoria I likes it. to hold her balloon and she does a whole thing with it, whatever. So like, it's fine. Another thing. So you have a stroller, but then you have to park it a little bit far from each ride every time you go into the ride. Yeah. I took whatever, my traveling stroller. I literally thought I lost my, they stole my stroller like four times. <laughs> so I had four mini heart it's attacks. It's always important to put some sort of like, it's like your luggage. Like yes. put and I some thinking, sort of indicator. No, the whole time it's obvious that's, to you. You know, like, I don't know, like our mentality is like, se lo robaron, se lo robaron. Obvio, se robaron el coche. Like, we went through that like four times and so I'm like, okay, let's realize that we probably just misplaced it. We yeah. can't find it. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one's going to take a stroller. I mean, I hope no one takes a stroller. I don't think that's a thing. And like my last tip, so if you do the park hopper thing, you know, go to Magic Kingdom in the morning, go to back to your Airbnb or to your Disney hotel room for a nice little nap or just a break whatever and then in the evening go over to Epcot make dining reservations at Epcot I love the it's called like I think Nine Dragons or something it's a restaurant that's in the China section of Epcot but if you go towards the end of the night right before the fireworks there's usually like walk-ins like pretty available and they can sit you in a table that's in the corner by the window so you can see the fireworks from the window inside the restaurant and have your dinner there. We've done that and it's really nice. Before hated the fireworks. Yeah. One last thing I'll say about the hotels. You're staying at the hotels because of the proximity to the parks, because there's food on site, because that kind of thing. You're not staying at the hotels because they're amazing. Do not expect a luxurious hotel that is the most beautiful hotel you've ever been to. Do not expect that. That is not what you're getting. You are getting proximity. You're getting characters like on the walls, like, or whatever, thematic things. And just like, you know, the overall like convenience of stuff because those hotels are meant to be just very convenient. Last tip I'll share is a simple one. I told everyone like on my group, like every family member, to try to take as much pictures and videos as they can throughout the day. Like just like spontaneous moments, like just catching those memories. I feel like sometimes you're so overwhelmed with like, I'm very paranoid. Like for a runner, he will run around. Oh my God, where's he? And like for a second, like you don't want to misplace. It's very overwhelming. It's a lot of people. My biggest fear like always is to lose my child. Yeah, and, of course. You know, course. so you really have so much going on and you're carrying the book by, you're finding the stroller, you're like figuring out the days. Just like, I think divide and conquer and kind of mm-hmm. tell everyone, hey, everyone, whenever you have a chance, take a picture, grab yeah. this, you know, because at the end of the day, it's really all you have left. Yeah. yeah the yeah. memories and the videos and the pictures. And when you are able to relive those moments, like they're priceless. So whatever you spend on that day is worth, I think, every second when you see how happy and how 
you're making memories with your family. Next thing you child. know, you'll be going on Disney cruises like me. You'll be an annual pass member like <laughs> me. Like, and it'll be so much fun and you'll love it. Oh, wait, one last thing. Shoot, this is the end. Oh my God, this episode's so long. But the last thing I'm going to say is if you don't want to do traditional Disney, right? Like you don't want to go and do this whole like planning of the dining reservations and all that, then I would strongly suggest exploring one of their special events at night. So they just announced like the Mickey's Not So Scary um, oh, Halloween I love those. I did those when I was younger, yeah. Or last year we did like the Very yeah, Merry Christmas, Christmas one. Right, yeah. Those are amazing. It's kind of hard logistically with the kid. Like you have yeah, to like... be a little bit older, I think, because they need to be up late. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it really depends on everyone's kid. Like I basically like forced a nap on Victoria, like a late nap. And she was up until one in the morning last year, like living the time of her life. It's so, so magical because like during those events, like there's a limited capacity of people. The lines are super short on all the rides and like your ticket includes like them handing you, literally handing you ice cream, popcorn, yeah. drinks. Like it's so fun. The parades are amazing. So if you don't want to do like major Disney moves for the beginning, then maybe try one of those. And with that, that concludes our Disney episode. Yeah, safe travels. Be careful. Always be on the lookout. <laughs> Have never, a magical day. Never miss. <laughs> I mean, I always say not one second turn your back on your child because it's, no. it's a lot happening. And never anywhere. But I'm yeah. paranoid about that everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. Have a magical day. Thank you so much for Thank listening you. to this episode. Woohoo. Bye. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. Hacer tequila Don Julio es como escribir una carta de amor a México. Beber tequila Don Julio es como declarar ese amor al mundo entero. Don Julio es el tequila de lujo original, hecho con la misma pasión que recorre las raíces de nuestro país. Porque si no es por amor, ¿para qué? Consume responsablemente. Don Julio Tequila, 40% alcohol por volumen 2020, importado por Diageo, America's New York, New York. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. Yeah. 